Today, we are taking back bitch. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things that kind of go around with that. Like, it's not even just the word. It's just the, uh, the expectation of or negativity of women, you know, being assertive or, you know, anything like that. Like anyone who is like authoritative or anything, you're just, yeah, you get labeled. And I feel like the expectation is um, that women should be you know, accommodating and gentle and quiet. And, and if you are, that's great, you know, um, but it's just, it shouldn't be the expectation. Agreed. So welcome back to the mama bird podcast, where we talk about everything, mama hood, mama good, and mama bad. I'm Emily. And I'm Danica. And yeah, today the plan is to really talk about what we just discussed. We want to talk about, you know, the uh, implications of being seen as someone that's kind, but maybe, you know, you're having a rough day and then you're labeled as a bitch. What do you think, Danica? Or maybe it's just the way that you talk. Maybe it's just your direct and your, you know, um, yeah. Like, so my big thing, like the last time I was called a bitch, um, I, I had guys slide into my DMs, random people that I don't know. Um, and, you know, their expectation was, oh, I'm coming to talk to you. You should respond to me in a nice and polite way. Like, I just want to talk to you. What's the big deal? Um, this isn't Tinder. Facebook is not Tinder, people. Uh, <laughs> I'm not on the dating aspect of Facebook either. So, you know, like I'm not, my intention when I'm on Facebook is not to have, you know, random guys, you know, talk to me business related or whatever. Great. But normally that's not the case. And it's really hard to filter through all of the crap. Um, and, and I've had different ways of dealing with it. I try to be professional and ask them, Hey, are you looking for marketing services or how can I help you today? Or, you know, just have something super professional. And I said that to the one guy, I said, you know, how can I help you today? And he's like, you could help me by giving me your number. And, <laughs> you know, and sometimes I ignore them. And I, most of the time, honestly, I want to say like 95% of the time I ignore, I just delete, I just block. I don't respond because it doesn't like, just, like, just, I don't even want to deal with it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, like sometimes in the moment, you're like, you know what, I've had enough of this. And, you know, I kind of responded in a very like short and direct way and called him out because sometimes I'll do that. And, you know, his response was, you're a bitch. And I even had someone in the same day, it was a really great day for me. Um, same day I had someone else this time on Instagram. And this guy said, um, you know, that he saw me at winners in town and I have no idea who this person is like he slid into my dms and said oh I saw this cute girl at winners it's like I look at his like account and I have no idea who this is an old man probably close to 60 um I'm 31 just you know uh so older than my mom (laughs) and slides into my dms and tells me he saw me at winners and I I get it you know I'm pretty active on social media and stuff but 
was it necessary to send me a message to tell me that you're watching me? Oh, that's really, that really creepy, you know? So I said that and I just kind of responded with, well, that's really creepy because it is. And he was like, well, you don't have to be a bitch about it. Yeah, because I'm just <laughs> going to accept and welcome you being creepy and essentially stalking me. Yeah, so this is the thing. So it's like, you know, this conversation is, it's not just about, yeah, okay, women are called bitches and stuff. It's like, it could be serious, you know, like we're talking about, you know, women potentially getting assaulted or followed or stalked or even raped. (laughs) Sorry to be so dramatic, but like, you know, like this is unfortunately our reality sometimes. And, you know, I walk around at night. um, So I I have two younger brothers that are both, taller and bigger than I am and I'll talk to them sometimes and we'll kind of compare stuff where I'll be like yeah like sometimes I walk to my car and at night and I'm like holding my key in my hand like it's like I'm I'm like ready to stab someone with it you know what I mean like just because I'm scared that someone is gonna jump out at me and try to like hurt me or take me or you know you hear so many stories like that and that this is a sad reality for women Mm mm-hmm Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to like, so I want to just bring it back a little bit. And I found, I found the definition according to, well, there's probably a ton of definitions that would define what a strong woman is, but I think it pertains to the, to what we're talking about. Because when we talk about strong women, um, yes, we are direct. We are intentional with our words, um, we, we are, we are authentic and we're saying the things that we mean. And sometimes it's labeled as being aggressive or being a bitch, or sometimes even the word crazy comes out when we're just telling you how it is. So this quote reads, a strong woman is someone who isn't afraid to share her opinions and speak her truth. She listens, but she doesn't allow other problems to bring her down. She is filled with kindness, generosity, compassion, integrity, and a willingness to be vulnerable and overall authenticity. But no matter what, she is true to herself. So while someone can be labeled as um, not being afraid to share their opinions, you know, assertive, direct, intentional, at the bottom of all that still lies someone who's kind and generous and compassion and someone who has integrity. So whatever words you use um, and strong women such as ourselves, we are intentional and we are direct. And, and sometimes we are labeled as, you know, being irrational or emotional or crazy or bitch. And that is not okay. Well, I feel like it downplays a lot of our issues. Like, yep. you know, you're saying something because you're unhappy with the situation. And, you know, it's like, it's like, I don't like what you're doing. I don't like this. I don't like that. And, you know, by expressing that, we get negative backlash because what we're, we're not allowed to, like to dislike something and to say something about it. Like we're supposed to just smile and nod and be like complacent. Yeah, exactly. So that is very interesting. Your examples, I, I, I can't relate. I mean, maybe when I was younger, I can think about the times when I was at the bar 
and I would, you know, continuously tell a guy to, you know, stop trying to dance with me or, um, you know, leave me alone. And in those moments, um, I would, I would remember, or I do remember them saying, what's, what's your problem? Or, uh, something like, I feel like I probably have been called a bitch at bars because I don't take like it's just crazy to think about when we were younger when we were younger we would go to bars we would go out just to have fun potentially just to be with our girls maybe to meet a guy because that's our decision that's our choice but we are not complicit to receiving unwanted attention or unwanted, you know, remarks or like coming up behind me and trying to grab me. Like those are things that scare me for my own daughter. Cause like, uh, I know that, yeah. that shit scares me. Yeah. And like, this is the kind of the thing I, um, I was, I watched this movie last night and <laughs> so it's called Moxie. It's on Netflix definitely recommend. Uh, so it talks a lot about, um, feminism. So it's basically like this mom is a millennial who, you know, like was really into like, you know, the punk rock feminist scene. And, um, so it's like her daughter's discovering what all of this is. And there's a lot of, um, you know, like sexism going on in her school and she starts the zine to like kind of expose all of it and talk about it um really good movie and I'm like it's not meant to be an emotional movie and I am crying (laughs) I'm just like crying because I'm thinking about my own daughter having to you know go to high school and potentially still deal with this kind of stuff and it's like why is this still happening like why is this still I just I just don't understand and that is a huge concern of mine because you know, how much are things going to change by the time that she's in high school? And is she going to have to deal with a guy making her feel bad for not sleeping with him? Or, you know what I mean? Like just that kind of stuff. Or I just, you know, like, is she going to be confident enough to say no? Or is she just going to, you know, be quiet? And no means seeing how she is now, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that she'll tell them where to go. But, but, um, it's still very scary. And yeah. I think I think that even before high school, unfortunately, I'm seeing it start as early as elementary school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, little girls being labeled. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard boys call girls bitches in like grade four, grade five. And it's like the like no like the psychology behind being called that word at that age and maybe they don't necessarily know what it means but i feel like <laughs> kids know way too much way more than they should at such a young age um in this and this day and age that it scares me um for audrey that she goes to elementary school she's potentially labeled something or people are calling her something and that will really impact the way she grows up and how she views herself and her worthiness and her ability to be strong and confident. That's scary. Yeah. For me. So when it comes to kids using certain words or behaving in whatever way, at the end of the day, it's parenting, not the kids. The kids are taking the environment. They're repeating. 
Um, you know, and I, so to all the boy moms out there, I'm not a boy mom, but you know, they, I can assume that they have just as much concern or worry about how their boys are going to be and how their boys are going to treat others and be treated as well. Cause guys have a totally different, you know, they have totally like totally different issues where, you know, if, if you're not, uh, well, basically just toxic masculinity. So if you're not super like strong and macho and you don't fit that stereotype, then yep. you're being called a bunch of homophobic slurs. Yep. You know, so. And, and being just yeah. as bullied as potentially a female. And it goes both yeah. ways. Like you're right. It's not always, I know it's not always male to female. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's more female to female and male to male from what I've experienced Um, but I mean, it's just, and I know that this is this like conversation isn't necessarily about bullying, but maybe bullying is the underlining issue when it comes to how we treat other people. Yeah. And I think, you know, as an adult, like in my own experiences, um, I can, for me, I'm just seeing a lot of you know, how we're being treated by men and how we're being treated by women, you know, like men have these expectations and if you don't pretty much like comply or give them, you know, what they're looking for, then, you know, you get called names or whatever, um, or you have to worry for your safety. Um, women, on the other hand, we kind of talked about it a little bit in the, the last episode where um, there's more competition, there's more you know, um, you know, just kind of, yeah, like, you know, just talking about each other behind people's backs and just a lot more, less less direct, but yeah, like, I I think it is like at the end of the day, it's how we treat people. And that is probably like the huge issue. Yeah. And so is there a time in your life other than the experiences that you've had with these men where you really questioned um, your character in terms of potentially okay. being too kind or, or being too assertive or being too yes. this. Yeah. 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 I think you and I have different experiences with this. Yeah. I think that we have, so it's great to, to talk about it. Um, I was always the one with too many emotions and sometimes those emotions are you know, happiness, uh, sadness, but also anger. <laughs> and when something wasn't right, when something, you know, upset me, people heard about it. It was like, you, you heard. And growing up, um, that was an issue. And even honestly, up until a few years ago, that was still an issue because I, you know, I didn't know how to express myself or set boundaries. That's the thing that I needed to learn was that I was having all of my boundaries crossed and that was upsetting me and I didn't know how to set those boundaries in a healthy way um, or to like express uh, these things in a healthy way. Um, And yeah, I literally, um, so I I dated a guy, dated very loose term of that. It was like one date pretty much. So with this guy and uh, he ended up being like four hours late to uh, yeah, our plans. Um, so I was not happy and um, I was with other friends and they were feeding me drinks. So I, I had a few and, uh, but I was trying to play cool because, you know, I didn't want to come off as a bitch. Right. Um, even though I was totally upset. 
And the next day, the guy totally ghosts me. Like I didn't hear from him, like totally just ghosted me. And it took me a while. Like I, at first I didn't want to be like, Hey, give me an answer. Why are you not talking to me? And I just, you know, I didn't say anything for a few days and eventually, you know, I, I ended up getting an answer. And so what he said, <laughs> so he said that I was too aggressive. What? Yeah. He, he, his feedback to me was you're too aggressive. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. But I just getting that kind of response or, you know, being totally ghosted because someone thinks that you're too aggressive. It's just, I don't know. I, it's, it, it definitely triggered a lot of stuff for me. Uh, and like, please define what you mean by aggressive. Like, that's what I would want to know. Um, you mean because a girl who knows what she wants and likes what she likes and goes after it? Yeah. That's probably what the issue was. Because the thing is, like, so he had, like, pretty much, like, pursued me in the beginning until I started showing interest. And, you know, then I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like, I'm I'm into this. And, you know, I've known you for a while. And, um, you know, let's go, basically. And then as soon as that was my response, it was like, oh, no, I don't like this. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the thing. I've always felt, you know, in regards to my own personal experience, I've always felt very uh, self-conscious about my assertiveness and my and, and how I am because I do feel like I'm too aggressive. You know, like I feel like for a girl, I, you know, behave <laughs> it's gonna sound weird I'd be more like a man you know what I mean because I'm like no I don't like this or yes I like that or you know I say how I feel or someone pushes me too far I push back twice as hard you know um I'm not like I mean and on the inside I'm a giant marshmallow you know (laughs) I'm full of like these squishy emotions on the inside but you know what people see is just like a hard exterior I find or I don't know I try to be more authentic but you know, like that's, growing up. But like, even when you're saying I try to be more authentic, that's, that's who you are. That is yeah. authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like I just, you know, and then I see exes and, you know, they, they're quiet, quiet, like docile girls, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I wasn't quiet and like, you know, complacent enough for you. Got it. Okay. I'm going to be alone forever. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know what? No, that's not true. I mean, I I think it's interesting because we all want different things, which is fair. And if somebody, you know, prefers a, a woman that's potentially not as assertive, that's fine. That's okay. But that shouldn't take away from who you are. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't change yourself to match someone else's wants and needs. And I think you know yeah. that. Yeah, no, totally. But it's definitely trying to be more um, comfortable because I feel like it's kind of the social expectation for women, you know, that it's not, I feel like it is kind of getting better. Like we're, we're getting there, um, but it's not praised to like these kinds of qualities in a woman are not often praised. Or we present ourselves as strong assertive independent women but then we get people that 
maybe don't believe that that's authentic or genuine. We get people who are then intimidated by us. So they no longer like us. Um, Like why there is such a conflict when it comes to being a woman and especially someone who's successful. Like, again, I'm going to bring up my mom. And she is a woman of some serious power. She is um, a VP where she works among men. I love that. And she, she often will say, you know, the dynamic is interesting. There, there is me as the solo woman there at a table full of men. And it's, she said, it's literally like I'm on Mars because they're talking, talking, talking. And while my mom might have a good idea, it's like, well, we got to think about it in this way. When then essentially they're saying it, the same thing that she said, but because it came from her mouth, the true idea and the sense of it needs to come from them. It's like, I don't even know if that makes sense, but I think at the end of the day, and I say that so often at the end of the day, um, being a woman who is strong and assertive and knows who she is comes with some complication and I wish that it didn't like why does it have to yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no I totally agree but yeah that's pretty much my my experience with all of it but um I do find that you know with gaining and I think this works for everyone, regardless of if you're a little bit more assertive or if you're, you know, a little bit more passive, uh, if you can figure out how to create some good, healthy boundaries and <laughs> just stick to that, uh, less likely to be trend, you know, and just being generally happier. I feel like I should have like, I love boundaries on a t-shirt or something. I think you should too, because I'll be honest with you. I didn't really, um, think about the idea of having boundaries until I met you oh well that's a good thing (laughs) it's a very good thing and it's something that we don't like I think as a society we don't talk about enough it's not normalized that we do need to set boundaries to protect our peace to ensure that we're still being Mm -hmm. our true selves and protecting our truth um and I never really thought about, you know, the idea of setting a boundary and it not, not necessarily being a negative thing. Yeah. Like some people I feel like, you know, could probably react negatively to said boundary. Um, but honestly, I feel like all of my relationships have become better since I've learned how to set boundaries and communicate it and, you know, constructive way to not, cause I used to just like bottle everything in, not say anything. And I would have all of this anger and negative emotions inside of me. And then eventually at some point, either I'd get totally drunk and explode uh, or just explode without being drunk at all. You know, like, <laughs> well, normally that's what would happen because then I would be upset and frustrated, not know how to deal with it. And in order to numb myself from those feelings, I would just, you know, go and party or whatever. And then normally, and this was definitely situated um, when I was in a relationship because, you know, I was being triggered and I wasn't talking about it. And, um, and yeah, like that's 
I would just explode and we would, we would go out and we'd just fight because, you know, I wasn't good now. <laughs> I learned to set, to like set good boundaries. And why is it important to set boundaries? So that you don't get triggered, mm-hmm. you know, so that your space is protected and you can honestly just be happier. Yeah. You know, like if you don't like something and someone keeps doing that and you just keep getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated and you don't tell them, Hey, you know what, when you do this thing, it really upsets me and I don't like it. Can you please stop doing that? That is a boundary. And then if they keep crossing it, then you can say something like, you know, I've asked you to not do this. Um, Continue. I'm going to have to like, either not talk to you anymore or yeah and have you ever done that and someone's like wow why are you being such a bitch or why are you being so rude yeah yeah totally (laughs) um trying to think (laughs) I feel like I don't really think about him anymore but um that's good because yeah like it it does it does happen yeah I feel like what about you Emily what, um, what is your experience with everything uh I'm someone that is very sensitive and um growing up I have always been someone that just tries to please others to the point of forgetting to take care of myself and then and then in the moments that I potentially wasn't seen as being happy or I kind of like, you know, got grumpy, lost it, was like really moody, then people would say, what's going on with you? Why are you acting like this? This isn't who you are. Um, stuff like that. And for me, it's hard to hear those things because – It is who I am. These are true and real emotions, but I've been suppressing them to please you because I think that's what I thought that's what I needed to do to be a good friend, um, to be a good person, to be a good woman. um, Be accepted, maybe. Yeah, to be accepted. And the moment that I potentially lost it or I, you know, got angry that's when I was labeled as, you know, being rude, um, being irrational, being emotional, all this stuff. And that sucked. And like in a, in a past relationship that happened to me so many times, I, you know, was emotionally traumatized of thinking this person just kept saying, you're too sensitive. You're too mm. sensitive you're too sensitive. You're too sensitive. Like I can't even count the amount of times that that was said to me in a past relationship. And that still haunts me sometimes because I, I am sensitive, but I am also very strong. And those words Mm -hmm. aren't often seen as compatible, but they are. Oh, I hundred percent. 100% 100% agree. Um, I think I talked to Nate Brown already at some point. <laughs> but I love her. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, but she talks about 
exactly exactly that it's about there is strength in vulnerability you know like being vulnerable and being open uh, makes you strong and 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 other people's reaction honestly how I see it that's their problem you know that is a that is a you issue you know that is not you know if I'm doing something that you're not happy with please come talk to me I'm here to hear it here to hear it um and I am totally open to constructive criticism and I always want to be a better person. But, you know, if you're going to sit in a corner and sulk and not talk to me about it and be angry or, you know, if I'm living my life and, you know, just doing my thing that has nothing to do with you and you have a problem with that, well, that's your problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think to round this conversation out, it would be good to chat about how we, Um, We might not know yet because our daughters are still so young, but how do we plan on shaping them to be strong women? Hmm. So I think like everything in parenthood, uh, I don't, I don't know for all the other parents, but for me, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I really don't. (laughs) I wish. No, I could read all of the books. I actually did. And I think we talked about this in um, birth stories or something else at some point. But, um, you know, when I was pregnant, I, you know, read all the books that I was supposed to read, you know, like before giving birth and I wanted to be prepared and, you know, all of this stuff. And when it came down to it, none of that was helpful. Like none of it. The only thing I retained was just ask for the epidural right away. If you <laughs> that's want. like in everyone's that's, story. I love it. <laughs> I know. That's the only thing that stuck in my head. I took, I took class. I like, like really went to, you know, classes and, you know, tried to educate myself, you know, when it came to giving birth. And that's kind of the lesson that I learned from that was parenting, birth, all that kind of stuff. You can't get it from a book. No, (laughs) I, I agree. I think that, you know, you can do all of the things to try and learn about how to best parent your child or children, but it comes down to, you know, your child is individual and different from any other child on the, in the universe. And, um, if you instill those core values from the get-go, continue to instill them and and not only say them, but show them. I think I I plan to, you know, put my action put my words into actions when I am trying to teach Audrey to be kind, to be gracious, to be compassionate, to be a good friend, but also to be strong. Mm-hmm. And I, I plan to show that to her, not just to tell her that, because there's a difference. There's oh. a clear difference in saying something and then doing it. And I think we both know that. Yeah. So that's kind of when I gave birth and, you know, wasn't ever, um, my life totally changed. I mean, as, as it does. Right. But I mean, like it really changed. Like I didn't feel like I was the same person and that's kind of the thing. Like I wanted to be the best person and still want to be the best person that I can be in order to be an example for her. Yes. So that's the, the only way that I know how to show or teach her anything is just by leading by. Yep. Leading by example, you know, 
providing um providing the examples in the things that you do and instilling like I keep thinking the the reason why I am such us the reason why I'm someone who is a go-getter and the, some someone that just works so freaking hard and and tries so hard to make things work is yes like my dad is probably one of the hardest working men out there but I'm also so I'm so shaped by watching my mom as a working woman and and the work ethic and the compassion that they both provided and showed not only to us but to each other and whether you you grew up in a single parent household or you know your parents were together I think that we just like you said Danica are so shaped by our surroundings and our environment as we grow up it's like nature versus nurture and that's a whole other thing (laughs) yes but that is both (laughs) yeah yeah and uh so it's just interesting to think about you know continuing forward as women and as moms and how we plan to shape the little minds of our babes especially Mm -hmm. because they're their dot their their girls their little girls that are going to be women someday well I think it's important not just obviously for girl moms but boy moms too is to you know teach your boys how to be kind to people too it's okay to have boys to cry it's you know it's okay for girls to be strong independent you know fearless and you know they should be treated equally <laughs> yes yes like I think all of the adjectives you're using should be under the same, how about we just say children in general can be strong, fearless, sensitive, compassionate, independent children, whether you're a female or whether you're a male, however you identify everything, Mm -hmm. you can be all of these things and more. Mm -hmm. And it, it is up to us parents to, you know, shape the next generation, you know, it really is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, to see positive changes uh, more and more as the next generations come. I agree. And I think on that note, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with a friend so you can help us grow.